What's going on, y'all? It's your man, Philip Sharp Skills Jacobs. Welcome to another episode of the Sharp Skills Podcast, episode 19. I want to welcome all of our listeners, whether you are home or abroad. I really appreciate you all for tuning in. And man, we just going to get right to it. So last week, if you all heard the podcast, I started the having the race conversation um, episode. That was our last episode. And with all that's going on right now and just what's in my heart, I wanted to make this a part two because I'm just, man, I still got so many emotions and so many thoughts going through my mind. And, um, this is a great place to process through them as long as well as disseminate them and hopefully create dialogue that will lead to meaningful change. Um, so today I just want to start out with the thought that I, I've been having um, regarding um, the whole Black Lives Matter movements, the protest and people speaking out using their platforms, white, black, Hispanic. I mean, across the board, there's been uh, major corporations and uh, policymakers and change agents and athletes who are using their platform to speak about um, the importance of black life in the U S and the things that we need to do to make sure that things get better for us here. And I'm, I'm so appreciative of the many voices that I've heard, um, the, the, the brands like Nike and others who have, um, to me have this demonstrated, um, leadership, you know, in these times where to be honest, you know, when you start talking about Black Lives Matter, uh, and I'm not just talking about the movement, but just the the idea, the concept, the truth of it, um, it it it's risky for many people to take that stance in America. I don't know. Well, I do know why that is, but it's 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 sickening that <laughs> it that it's uh, it's it, it can be an issue if you are a public figure or a brand and you say that black lives matter. But anyway, that's not the point. I'm appreciative of all of all of this. Um, and I'm sure many other black folks in the U S are appreciative for, uh, people, especially white people, people that are not black people that, uh, tend to occupy privileged spaces in this country to see them speaking out, um, you know, forcefully and with vigor to, um, to showing that they're allies in, um, this, this, this time that we're in right now and for the cause of, um, you know, black Liberty. Um, so with that, with that said and, and putting that out there, what I'm really hoping is that when the protests fade and there's no longer, the hottest headline of the latest black person that got killed by a police officer or just a, a white citizen. When, when this fades, you know, in two, three weeks, when this isn't the main thing in the news cycle, because it's not, you know, we don't, uh, just this, this space isn't occupied or I would be surprised if, if it is still occupied in two, three weeks. But let's just say that if things take their natural course and these, uh, these headlines are no longer centering around black people and th the daily struggle that we go with, go through with law enforcement and just, um, the inequalities in this country. I really hope that these, 
new allies and some of them, I'm not going to say all of them are new, but many of them that I've, I've seen that I didn't know were allies. I really hope that they keep that same energy after the fact. I really hope that those that are speaking up about systemic oppression against black people, once it's no longer the trendy thing or the hashtag, uh, taking up our, our timelines, I hope that they would move into action and begin to put systems in place in their own organizations. Because if we were to do a detailed audit of many of these companies and these individuals that are speaking up about Black Lives Matter, and I'm not trying to put nobody on blast, but I am, we would see that many of their boards, their board of directors, they don't have any black people or they have very few. People in the top ranking positions in these companies are 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 not black or very few. Um, and folks that are in the position to actually change things and direct the way that a culture is formed in an organization are not black or there's very few. And so my thesis, and I, I really think this is, this is probably beyond a thesis now, but you know, my, my thought that has kept coming to, to my mind is that the death of George Floyd, the death of Ahmaud Ar, uh, Arbery, the death of uh, Breonna Taylor and uh, Mike Brown and um, Trayvon Martin and countless other black people that have died at the hands of law enforcement or white people, um, that this is just a symptom of the larger issue in the U.S., which is the lingering effects of chattel slavery. And I don't, we really don't like to deal with that. We don't like to hear about that. We say that that was in the past, but we are still feeling the effects. We are even still feeling the legislation from back then. I mean, there's things in our constitution and our, uh, our amendments now that are still referenced that, that we still reference that are back from the 1800s. And so, and, and uh, much of that was built around the time when, chattel slavery, uh, which was the dehumanization of Africans, um, that were made to be, um, that were forced to be servants who were brutalized, who were murdered, who were killed, who were raped, who were mistreated, who were beaten, who were separated from their families, um, who, who were, uh, manipulated, who, who were, uh, destroyed who had their culture and their families ripped apart their language taken away and outlawed we still to this day feel the lingering effects of that they are still very very present and matter of fact it undergirds this country to the point where we talk about how slavery has ended no it hasn't it's just got transferred to where it's not in plain sight anymore. And the biggest example of this is mass incarceration where many black men and black women are targeted to fill these private prisons to work for less than four cents a day by some of the biggest corporations in the U S many that we use that we're familiar with. 
And this is something that is still happening to this day. And it's not only that, it's the 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 wealth gap and inequality where many black would-be homeowners weren't able to buy homes, which is one of the biggest ways to ha- to build wealth in a, in America. Many black families for generations have not been able to participate in that and as a result, we find ourselves behind economically. And there's just a whole host of things that that have been put in place, Jim Crow segregation laws, and we still see and feel the lingering effects of that. And so America's original sin of chattel slavery has not been dealt with. And because of that, we see the George Floyds. We see the Breonna Taylors. We see all these countless other black people that have been slain, who've been killed, brutalized by police officers and just white terrorism in America. But that's a symptom of the larger issue. And until we get ready to really deal with that, the the lingering effects of chattel slavery, and we begin to acknowledge that the racism that continues to undergird this society is going to continue. Now, I applaud my brothers and sisters out there on the front line, especially Tamika Mallory. I'm so proud of her, and she's my personal hero in this moment, the way that she's using her voice. Killer Mike is another one who, who is, I think, carried the message of our culture, of black people, to the masses in a way where they can understand it, where it is clear and direct, and it's real and authentic. And I I just, I salute them and I salute everyone else that's out there on the front lines that's marching and protesting. Um, and who is, um, moving in solidarity. And with that said, we have to keep our eyes on the larger issue. Yes, we have to deal with police brutality, but the thing about it is with the symptom, right? If the main cause isn't dealt with, that symptom is just going to find another way to rear its its head. I'll give you an example. So I have these really, really annoying plants that grow in my front yard. They're the the, the spiky ones. I don't know what they're called. It's not a cactus, but it's the 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 long um, they're they're long and and pointy. And if you're not careful, they can cut you when you walk past. So every, every few months or so I have to go out there and I have to cut these plants down because they're just so stubborn. They grow back. Um, and you really have to, um, get to the root. Well, the thing about these plants that is so difficult is even when you think that you've pulled up the root, the, 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 the root system goes so deep that even when you think that you've gotten to the, to the bottom of the core of that plant, it finds a way to grow back because the, 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 the roots are just so entrenched in the soil, um, in, in front of my house. And so every few months, maybe like every six months after I've cut them down, those suckers will grow back. And it's just amazing. It's just like, wow, it's like a full blown plant all over again. And I have to be vigilant with cutting it down. Well, racism is the same way in the U S that is so entrenched in this system 
the whoever socially engineered this thing, they were masters. I, you know what? And I don't even I don't even want to give them credit. I'm going to give the devil the credit because this is just too brilliant. The system that they've created to keep black people oppressed in America. And it's it runs so deep that even when we have progress such as the civil rights movement and era when we have things like affirmative action and we have the first black president we have the first black billionaires right the first black ceos of publicly traded companies when we see that we we say yes there's there's progress right even me me being a homeowner now you know i was just talking about the the wealth the wealth gap and how my family has been able to move into a home in a, in a fairly nice area. And, um, you know, that, that is progress yet at the same time, even with us cutting down these systemic, these systemic plants of racism, because the root system is still there. It's going to find another way to come back up. And so I just don't want us to lose sight of that as, Again, as you know, the, the protest when they come to an end and the hashtags and the, the people voicing their concerns, when the, the next hot news item comes out and people forget about this moment because they don't have, they, they have the luxury of moving on from this moment. Black people do not. I want that same energy to, to stay but to go deeper not just from a vocal place but where we're really taking action and we have actionable items and steps to get after this and begin to uproot this system of racism in our school systems in our government in our corporations in our places of worship and then that's going to put the pressure on these institutions such as police departments to get their act together and to clean up. Another thing I, I want to add too, since we, the, the magnifying glass is on police right now, police brutality, which again is a symptom. Let's, let's be clear about that. But I think that the way that we begin to really get after this and chop this system down as it pertains to police brutality is we begin to go after cops that brutalize black people. We go after their pensions. And also we go after the banks that fund the brutalization of black people by paying for settlements when police departments have to settle because they've either killed or they've brutalized a black person. And I have to give the shout out to earn your leisure to, to shot and Troy who brought this to light, um, on their podcast, uh, which was episode 80, I believe. I think it was either fight the power or power to the people was the name of it, but where they detailed how, banks actually fund these settlements through bonds that police departments or I'm sorry, uh, the, the cities that the police departments are in, um, they, they're able to get these bonds going so that when somebody's brutalized, murdered by the police, they can, they can pull on that bond. The police department isn't even paying for that. 
and taxpayers are actually paying um, as well. Taxpayers are paying the salaries of these police officers, paying their pensions um, for them to brutalize black people. And I think if we go after their money, that's a way that we will begin to really curtail police brutality against black people in America. So those, those are a few thoughts, but I just, the main thing is I want us to keep that same energy. If you're white, if you occupy a position of privilege, um, in, in your sphere of influence, keep that same energy when this is, when this is done, because I can tell you it's taken us hundreds of years to get to this point and two weeks of hashtags and blacking out our pages and even marching and protesting is not going to undo what has taken several centuries to accrue. But with that said, keep speaking out, keep marching. I'm, I'm with that. I'm with all of that. We have to, it, it's going to be a comprehensive, um, a comp- comprehensive list of items that we use to employ, to break down the barriers of sy- systemic inequality for black folks in the U S so I'm, I'm saying keep all of that up, but go deeper, go, go to where the money's at, go to where the money's at. Because once you go to where the money is at, especially in America, in the U S that's where you can really move things and you can change things. When people's bonuses are in limbo due to how they treated their black employees or counterparts, that's when we'll begin to see behavior change. When police officers start losing their pensions and their pension funds, that's when we will see true reform. So I want to leave that thought with you all today. Um, I, I, we might d- do a part three of this um, next week. I'm not sure. It just kind of depends on which way the wind's blowing and just what I feel led to share. But Um, I want to thank you all again for listening and tuning in, but more than that, just for those that are out there marching, those that are allies, those that are standing in solidarity with, with the black community in the U S right now, I, I, I'm just appreciative and I salute you and it's about damn time. Let me add that it's about damn time. All right. So until next week, man, remember you are the solution. Much love y'all. I'm out. We face some massive issues Dead bodies in our schools Can't look past the missiles The war within Reflects the war external It's hot out here I'm feeling hell's inferno Mass incarceration Prison cells eternal Faulty information Force feed us until we purple They wanna build a wall then Let's build a perfect circle Because we all outsiders Police won't respect us Till we all outriders For the safety of my sons Boy, I'll pull all nighters these musings that I ponder deep in scuba divers You viewing a true survivor ain't cool with these puget tyrants I'm moving to neutralize them You wanna get stuck If you don't run away We got to move up Where are my soldiers? We gon' ride today We got to boot up Never forget who we are
This is a sacred chant They stole the souls of my people and now we take it back Had a piece of my freedom better than tasty snacks Keep the cease and our leaders violence the evil acts Violence of peaceful paths, you know we try them all Oppression of my melanin to sanction my law I understand why some of my brothers they turn to our law Israelis killing Palestinians, so many gone I know there's deeper levels I don't fully understand I'm trying to comprehend the best that I possibly can But in the meantime, damn this hostility's bad to the point I find myself concealing the strap Yes, we still in the trap It's assimilate or get assassinated The pain of yesterday is vibrant though the pain is faded Use this pen as a brush hoping to change the painting Sonically, I'ma kill him, Kip and Gary Payton You gonna get stuck if you don't run away We got to move out We're all my soldiers We gon' rock today, we got to move up Never forget who you are. Ole, yama, yama, yeah.